action. Welcome to episode 71 of Crypto Weekly. My name's Crypto Fibo. What was the next bit? <laughs> you can edit this, man. Come on. I've recently been shit. <laughs> shit deep in crypto. I've recently been deep. <laughs> deep, deep shipped. Come on, man. I've recently been sheep tipped in the world of crypto and blockchain, and uh, I'm hoping these guys are nice to me. The time has come. The final episode during which I must remain sober. This does mean that the quality of comparing of the show will drastically drop in coming weeks, but we will at least have one more solid effort this evening. This week in the news. Right watch. Craig Wright sheds a tear in court over what his supposed creation has been used for. The G20 want exchanges to hand over all their user data. Bat tipping is coming to Reddit. And we deep dive into technical analysis, as long as Beak doesn't get an aneurysm. All this and more on this week's Crypto Weekly. I'm joined in the studio by Dr. P Money. Howdy. Mr. Crypto Beak. Bonjour. Mr. Geordie Prince. Hello. Mr. Bitcoin Bublé. Hey up. And you've already heard him once. It's Crypto Fibo. What's up? If you enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and help support us by throwing us a few bones. But without further ado, it's time to move on to the news. We're going to start this week with a recurring theme. It's Right Watch. And apparently the little bitch has been crying <laughs> in court. Who wants to jump in on this one? Is this confirmed? I don't care. I mean, it's confirmed allegedly. So according to eyewitnesses who were in court when Wright took the stand, apparently there's been more than one that have alleged that this is the case. During um, cross-examination by the lawyer for the representing the climate estate, he broke down into tears during certain parts of his testimony, one of which was apparently the part where he was asked why he stayed away or from Bitcoin, for why he broke away from Bitcoin um, in the past. And he said that the, his, the reason was he was so devastated by the fact that he created this completely censorship-resistant um, payment platform or financial system, I should say, and then people started using it for quote-unquote bad purposes, such as the Silk Road and Hydra, Silk Road being the original um, black black marketplace on the dark web. And I don't know what Hydra is, but I guess it's related to CP in some way. So, okay, yeah, he, he referenced the sale of drugs and uh, the funding of child pornography through Bitcoin and obviously broke into tears at this point. What made him think he could invent Bitcoin and not, those two literally not be the first things that would get used for is yeah. beyond me, but there you go. Does anyone know what Hydra is for sure? I'm a bit nervous to Google I, it. I, I didn't want to Google it. I mean, it's going to be CP, Fuck I'd it, imagine. It's a big... Uh, I thought it was just a darknet market. Yeah, it's like Silk Road. Oh, is it? Oh, that's yeah. a darknet marketplace. Oh, thank God. Probably distributed. Just sounds Hydra. Cut off one bit, never springs up. Yeah, will grow. Excellent knowledge of ancient Greek mythology there. 
One other amusing um, question that he he answered was when posed with a question, do you recognize this white paper? He just went straight for, I wrote it in the stand. <laughs> Very Craig Wright of him. How often, yeah. I'm done with Craig Wright. I'm moving on to real members of the Illuminati now. As the G20 have met up and our lizard overlords have demanded that exchanges hand over all their user data, presumably so they can receive their tithes every year from their populations. Who can tell me more? What I can tell you, Ken, is that the FATF, I of course refer to the Financial Action Task Force, um, part of the Group of 20, have proposed a set of guidelines specifically aimed at crypto exchanges, and they're attempting to... Well, ostensibly, so they claim they're attempting to combat money laundering and mixing of crypto funds on anonymized uh, or the anonymized activity on these exchanges. So they come out with a proposal that says all these exchanges not only have to do all the KYC stuff, but they have to um, give over all that information to members of the G20 in their various jurisdictions whenever asked to, essentially. Any news on whether blood sacrifice is necessary to use the blockchain? I haven't read the full proposal, so I can neither confirm nor deny. But read between the lines. <laughs> naturally, I'm making it a strong favourite. Um, so, yeah, that's the story here. Obviously, it's bad news for those of us in crypto who like the anonymized element to it and the, and the fact that it's its potential to be a parallel financial system alongside the existing one. So that said, there are still plenty of opportunities for those who don't um, don't trade exclusively on centralized platforms. So I was going to ask, do we think this is bullish for privacy coins? Uh, yes and no. Yes, Agreed. because I think anything that pushes people away from being anonymous is going to drive them to anonym- anonymity-focused coins. However... That also puts pressure on the governments to start restricting the use of those coins. Like the US decided they were trying to restrict use of certain types of encryption. Yeah, and the because UK government. The UK yeah. government spoke about just banning encryption on the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> banning just they, without without realizing what that meant. Uh, let's yeah. get rid of encryption. Yeah. Nice one. So I was listening to uh, an episode of the What Bitcoin Did podcast, uh, where he. Where, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, where he interviewed your uh, your Wall your favorite my, Wall Street my Wall Street wife your favorite Wall Caitlin Street Long? Sheila's favorite Wall Street Sheila Caitlin yes. Long yes I'll talk uh, where she was talking about that uh, something similar to this I think the current legislation in the U S about the ten thousand dollar any transaction over ten thousand dollars has to be declared and sent to the government blah 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 was to try and prevent transactions that might involve terrorists or kind of traffic uh, human traffickers things like that. Um, but she was saying that the actual average or the, the, the usual value of a transaction that terrorists are using is $600. And so what they was, uh, what the people were saying was that what, we'll, what we should do is just track everything that's $600. Or like basically, yeah. basically, well, if you're doing that, then you might as well just track every transaction. Yeah. And they were trying to put into place, uh, you have to put who the beneficiary of the transaction is, like the known beneficiary. So they like naming, like, here you go, P money, here's $10 on every transaction that we make, which obviously does happen with your bank accounts, but in the kind of decentralized world, Bitcoin, you don't do that. You just say it's in that wallet. I don't know who owns that wallet. I didn't know who they were 
or you might receive funds and you don't know where it came from. So, can we just go around the room quickly and say who does and who doesn't think that Bitcoin was a CIA plant? <laughs> Ooh. To track all our money. Disguised as a way to decentralise We the already system. know that as fact, thanks to Diet Bitcoin. Great point. Right, yeah. Bitcoin being... Being the... Roberto Escobar's... Ah, yes. Who the CIA approached and yes. said, Roberto, we need your help. Yeah, and we... he said, go to hell, Fed. Yeah, exactly. Buy Diet Bitcoin. I'm going to take your your plan to completely dominate <laughs> and control the financial system and change it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll completely free us all from your total domination. <laughs> By the way, it's guaranteed to be worth $10,000. To seriously answer your question, I don't I don't feel confident that that was the case. But I, but I do feel like... They've seen what it's now capable of and aren't going to be too fussed. Yeah. They're not going to be too upset about what, what it could become. Go, going back to the um, privacy coins for a second, I think that it's an interesting one because I think in the short term, if loads of people who don't know that, that much about crypto here, like G20 cracking down on crypto transactions, it could cause like a pump in some in a privacy coin or privacy coins totally. But I think that... Be, then you get like if if um the aggregate level of knowledge in the system were to get past the point where you, where you realize that for instance all of the majors can turn on privacy or the fact that you can use bitcoin anonymously if you're technically savvy enough i think that at that point it it isn't logical for you to hold uh, shit tons of privacy coins just because they are privacy coins so i think short term possibly long term not so much as somebody who's had their sheep toes recently dipped <coughs> into crypto mr crypto Fibo, what are your what are your thoughts on this i don't think most people care what they care about is something like libra coming to the fore and they will use it because it's in front of them and they don't care about privacy you might think they do they don't agreed I'm loving the chat, but we must move on. Out of interest, does anyone want to know what the diet Bitcoin market cap currently is? Yes, I would love to. $922. What? Mate, that's an easy buy then, because it's going to be... He's, yeah. he's guaranteed it to be worth billions. Guaranteed. Was he saying $1,000? $1,000. $10,000. He was selling it for a thousand. It entered the market with a market cap of $2 million US dollars and immediately dropped to $74,000. <laughs> I bet he made a tidy little sum. I think he made about $2 million minus $940. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Quite possibly. For writing a shitty white paper and talking about the CIA. Easy money. Paying Ken a bit to promote. I was going to say, Ken Ken gave him some free advertising. (laughs) Thank you, Roberto. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say what project is doing well, and that is BAT. As native tipping is coming to Reddit, if users are viewing on the Brave browser, who is excited for this? <gasps> Fibo is. Only because it's, uh, to me, that's real world usage that people can get behind. To me, it makes sense. So true. Get rid of adverts. You love a bit of Reddit, P-Money. I do love a bit of Reddit, but actually this is not what excites me. I like this development because I'm, only until very recently I wasn't really a Brave user, but I've actually started to use it in anger now and I am so impressed with it. It is everything that I want a browser to be. It does everything. It even the other day I was surprised that it has built-in Tor 
uh, sorry, not built-in Tor. It has built-in torrent yeah. downloading. It also has built-in Tor. Built-in Tor. Built-in Tor, yeah. No, yeah. So the Tor was... I think that was the gateway tool. drug. <laughs> um, but it was... Um, but it's, it's, it's amazing, because it's basically everything that Chrome probably should be. Um, Does it have all the Chrome dev tools as well? Exactly. All of it. Um, it's, uh, well, Chromium. Not Chrome, but yes. I would say, though, that you can get tipped in all kinds of cryptos on Reddit. Yeah. We got tipped in no, Doge this no, week. You yeah. can, but that is through third-party tip bots. Yeah. Whereas this will be native, which is the difference. Can we? Are we giving a shout-out to Gary Littlemore? We should definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 100 Doge. Hold tight, Runcorn. Is Northwest. currently worth how much? Three uh, thirty percent. Hundred uh, Doge. Hundred no, Doge. Doge. Hundred Doge. Actually, what? I don't know what that you is. You fool! I've I've got more than a hundred now because I posted I, saying thanks for the Doge and I got loads more Doge. Yeah, the only what? reason. What? <laughs> no, it sounds like one Doge was worth way more than one Doge for you people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a Reddit account, which is why I didn't respond to yet to uh, Gary. Was it? Correct. Yeah, yeah but uh, we'll do. Hold tight, Gary. It was uh, very very nice of you, friend. Run good. From one social media platform to another, it's the Geordie P's favourite news story from this week. And that but is that Gab are raising Bitcoin to fund free speech. Correct, Ken. They're using free speech money to fund <laughs> free speech. Is there anything more pure in this universe? I've, uh, I'm yet to th- I'm yet to come across it if there is. But yeah, I mean, speaking of brave, um, this so Gab is the currently f- the it's Hitler a, youth it's a, of the internet. The what? The Hitler youth of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a slur, Ken, against the good good name of the free speech activists working hard at Gab to maintain our ability to um, observe the First Amendment on Twitter which is exactly what their speech policy is. They say, we've got this Twitter-esque platform, and as long as what you say is protected under the First First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, you are free to say that on Gab. That's their only uh, restriction on on speech, and that's their USP in the age of mass censorship on all the existing social media platforms. Their whole thing is you can come on to our site, and as long as what you say isn't illegal in America... You can say it. So my very brief dip into understanding what Gab was resulted in, I guess, <laughs> descriptions of it being quite uh, negative, right? Correct. Be- being extreme right-wing it, speech it, platform. It has suffered from a um, negative campaign against it for some reason. Who knows why? It's, so... <laughs> so... Um, is it is it fair to say that the reason that it gets that um, I guess painted with that brush is that it's because typically the kind of speech that is censored online is that extreme right wing speech. Uh, yeah, you could argue that. Absolutely. And so the people that would naturally find themselves migrating to a platform like that are the ones that have had their free speech censored. Yeah, yeah, correct. Right. Especially especially given the fact that it's an American platform, so that's the kind of speech that that is subject to censorship in western social media platforms at the minute so yeah there there are a number of there's a it has that bent to it allegedly but the founder in his interview with decrypt did also list a whole range of other people other groups that he said would potentially benefit from gab 
Okay. One of them is uh, Antifa. So they'll really here benefit are, because are. they don't allow any violence by Antifa or... Sorry? They don't allow threats of violence or actual violence by Antifa to be no. uh, put on any mainstream social media sites, do they? Gab don't allow that. No, I mean the mainstream big tech don't let uh, extreme left-wing violence be uh, portrayed on social media. Interesting point, Beak. I get. I, so you're saying that as long as it's not right-leaning, there are things that are wouldn't be allowed on Gab that are allowed on other social media platforms. Is that allowed on other social media platforms? They Pensy. surely don't let Antifa <laughs> incite violence on other platforms. Uh, depends who you ask. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not one to take hard line on these okay. things, mate. But, but I wasn't sure either. I was just <laughs> I thought you might have some inside info on it. But uh, yeah, so in the decrypt interview that um, Torba gave, he said that the people that would potentially benefit from or the groups that would potentially benefit from using gab include lgbt plus persons in iran pro-democracy protesters in hong kong conservatives in america arabs in israel christians in iraq atheists in egypt and news organizations across the planet it's, it's all well and good allowing them to post on the internet mm. about you know th- those controversial in quotes mm. uh, topics but that's not going to stop them from getting lynched or hung or whatever it is that happens to them in those countries but it's a start yeah right uh, yes and a platform to organize and rebel which is what we saw through a lot of apps in the arab spring for instance Mm. but you're seeing um people in those countries even in china people are getting arrested even even probably killed in those countries because of them of them posting online right yeah, I mean, and that's a, a part of that is the, the platforms being in cahoots with the government though so they'll surrender user data user information to authoritarian so, so, regimes so, which gab wouldn't do so, so does this provide anonymity as well as much as twitter does yeah the reason i i'm keen not to in, encourage people to use this platform to escape the brutality of their countries is that because it might not be safe to do yes, so, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of other things in the way for them to get to them for them to get to those websites that may allow the government to persecute them. Absolutely. Things like DNS, as a, an example. Absolutely. Well, that's an interesting point because this it's a really interesting time for Gab, and the reason is the reason at the minute, and the reason that they're make they're doing this ten million dollar raise, open only to unfortunately open only to. Uh, accredited investors in the US uh, funded through Bitcoin only apparently which is pretty mental are you sure that's the case today I saw an article saying anyone can do it now for a minimum thousand pound spend I think that was I think so why I read was that their first two rounds were like that the first two rounds they rose they they were open raises and that's why they were limited to I think a million each as per SEC rules but this because it's over that threshold I think it's only open to accredited investors unfortunately otherwise I'd be happily throwing my uh, hundred dogecoin their way no problem (laughs) so but yeah what what the part of the things that they're planning to do with this money is continue um, the work that they've done to decentralize other parts of the internet we know that they forked brave which is pretty mental thing to do they've taken all the um excellent work that the brave have done to to provide a decentralized browser and the privacy features that we were literally just talking about like the tour windows those kind of things and they're trying to extend that not only to a whole range of other things um including the server level so they're trying to have provide a universe where gab owns 
one of the servers that runs Gab, but it's part of a decentralized network of servers that each um, user controls and they decide what is and isn't acceptable content on their version of Gab through by policing their own server, which is pretty mental. So I think that um, it, it, it would, I'd be much, much, if I was going to recommend uh, Twitter or Gab to, for instance, a Tibetan independence activist in Tibet, which is one of the groups he, that Big Torba definitely should have had on his list because it's very, um, get a lot of points with the left when you say that kind of thing. And it's a totally good point. <laughs> so if also, I was gonna, more importantly, good yeah, point. <laughs> uh, if I was going to recommend one of these platforms, Twitter or Gab, for them to potentially spread their message, um, try and influence people, bring them over to their side, it would 100% obviously be Gab. But, Obviously, your warnings about privacy are completely um, stand. Everyone needs to be in, subject to that kind of regime, needs to be extremely careful. I've loved this chat, but we must cease. And with that, we will end the news to boot, because it's time to move on to Beak's Market Watch. Well, we got pretty slow this week, lads. 360 bill down to 309, and we're all broke again. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Bitcoin and ETH down, both down about 7%. Bitcoin's about 10.6, ETH's around 290. And I'm very sorry to say that XRP crashed this week. Said no one ever. I'm delighted <laughs> to tell you XRP is down double that, 14% loss, get wrecked. And Almost all the top 30s in red. Qtum is up 11% for no reason. No one has any idea why. The almighty chain link, hold tight the linkies, they're up a lot. 60% this week after we didn't completely trash them. The market was buoyed off that huge news. Ken, I assume you bought a lot of link this week. I wish I had. Oh, Ken. <laughs> the biggest winner is Ren. Oliver and Kilgore beat court, hold tight, killing it. Ren are building a decentralized dark pool. I'm not a huge fan of the idea, but it's up over 8%, so who gives a fuck what I think? What's a dark pool? Dark pool is an exchange where you cannot see the order book or, I believe, what orders have been made. At the other end of the table, <laughs> uh, unsurprisingly, loads of random trash got slaughtered. NRG, one of the better tickers in the top 100, uh, Dent Hypercash, one of the worst names in the top 100, and a few other shitcoins got absolutely slaughtered. Uh, surprisingly, Monero lost 25% this week, which I would like to think is because a report came out this week that around $1 billion worth of crypto transactions were done on Darknet or will be done on Darknet this year. Most of them are in Bitcoin. Monero has... 82 million dollars in volume overall today which is probably somewhere close to its entire volume for the year on darknet but i suspect no one gives a fuck about that and the monero dump is just totally random annoyingly binance announced leverage 20x on bitcoin is coming up but bnb still got stung for 10 percent this week along with basically everything else we'll be keeping a close eye on rope futures this week because it could get ugly but I remain cautiously optimistic that we might all, in fact, make it. So try and keep your heads out, your trusty nooses this week, friends. Score going to be all right. Maybe. It's all from me and the crypto getters, Ken. Back to you in the studio. 
Thank you for the update, Mr. Crypto Beak. It's time now for Crypto Weekly's Weekly Crypto. Maybe. It's not. It's a deep dive. This week, we're going to take a look at the Crypto Beak's favourite topic, technical analysis. Before we get started, uh, I did my best this week to try and fight for the side of, of TA. Uh, both in my research and in my conversations in our in our WhatsApp group, <laughs> and Beak has been his classically objective self. <laughs> just hold tight, P money for putting yourself through that. It was an impressive effort. So let's start things off. What is technical analysis, and why is it all over my Twitter feed? It's all over your Twitter feed because it takes no talent. And a load of idiots love it. <laughs> now, what is technical analysis? Uh, it's a way of predicting the future price based on what the price used to be. It, yeah, it's examining the previous price of assets in an attempt to forecast what the future price may be. When I look at my Twitter feed, I am filled with so-called experts who've put graphs all over it, playing down some technical analysis, and I'm seeing head and shoulder patterns. I see downward sloping triangles. I see some upward sloping triangles, inverted triangles, if you will. I see Bart Simpsons and Marjorie Simpsons. Now, I know what that means. Yeah. That means tough times coming ahead with the Barts. Marges. Could be an inverted Marge. That's bad news. Ooh, inverted Marge great news. Could be, well... Depends on how you look at it, but the key yeah. point is... These are shapes on, on the graph that so, represent these characters that you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. which so, it makes a mockery of, in my uh, devil's advocate approach, <laughs> makes a mockery of what TA is actually trying But to what do. is also accompanied with a lot of these graphs is a spiel yeah. that says something along the lines of, oh, we're coming up to $5 on this coin. If I was a betting man... I would probably put my money on to say that we would go up to $5.50. But there's probably an equal chance that we're going to drop down to $4. Trade it how you want it. Waiting for confirmation. Mm. Yes. So that's classic. It's, but you- it's overpriced, but it could moon can. Yes. <laughs> but I think Another great one. I, I think we're, again, trying to be... But this is what I see. Advocate, but but like- <laughs> what you're doing is you're, you're representing TA as a, as a practice by the people on Twitter. Twitter is notoriously so what awful we, with how it's, how crypto especially is represented. What we should do maybe is talk about all the proven uh, winners that use TA and can prove that it works. Do they exist? No! <laughs> <laughs> but now, now that we've answer. mentioned all of them, let's <laughs> go quickly on. But, they, but there are... They are t- a lot of traders use TA in conjunction with FA and QA, fundamental analysis and quantitative analysis, and use it as part of a tool set. Now, whether or not you want to discount the TA from that, there are many, many traders that use TA and charting as part of a wider analysis of the market. Then it's no longer TA, surely. It's they're looking at the underlying factors. Yeah, but, so it's but not it's TA. but it's like saying I uh, I take your pulse, but I also take your temperature to to determine whether or not you're sick. And I take what jeans you're wearing. That would be the TA bit. Yeah. 
but but like because technically there are there's quite a lot of noise because you might just match your outfit but also like if you've yes. got high pulse you'd be wearing probably lighter jeans yeah too. if you're wearing jeans as tight as crypto beaks your blood pressure's <laughs> gonna be through the roof <laughs> and so will so, everyone else's baby so <laughs> what what kinds of things are would a ta trader be doing okay so ta what is ta they're they're looking for patterns in charts largely they're looking to identify trends by drawing, like, they call them trend lines, points at which the graph has hit and gone up or hit and gone down. They're looking to identify momentum through moving averages. Uh, they're looking for patterns in the candlesticks, such as head and shoulder patterns that look roughly like the head and shoulders of a man. Are they using volume as part of their analysis? Yes, some people okay. use volume, although I think volume is one area that I think it it potentially could be argued um, would have some impact, like have some fundamental impact. I'm not too sure about that either way, but I could, I'd be much more likely to believe that volume could be used as part of a strategy than other stuff. But the problem is that it's still trailing data. All of these things, like moving averages or moving averages on volume, you're looking at what the price has done it's even so if you think that price is aggregated data includes all the variables and noise aggregating aggregated data taking the average of aggregated data is even less valuable and that but they might so they draw on these trailing indicators moving average then when the price hits the moving average they think it'll go one way or another depending on the art of ta or it's got to bounce off the 200 ma yeah or when two moving averages cross that yeah. means something or there's a variety of these patterns. There are literally thousands of them. And when the candle does looks a certain way, that could indicate X, Y, and Z. When three candles in a row look a certain way, that indicates sentiment in the market. These are the things they're looking at. Patterns, uh, averages. And then occasionally, they throw on uh, some seemingly random indicator that, for instance, they'll put on Fibonacci lines on the chart. Where you place them is the art behind this. Mm. But they have Fibonacci <laughs> levels, and then when it hits some Fibonacci levels, it may go up or may go down. Other ones are less important, and where you place the Fibonacci thing is art. So you can't me the, the key thing is you can't measure the success of all this because how can you measure art? So <laughs> there are. So I think you make it sound very much like um, astrology. I guess in that is sense. a great example. However, yeah. <laughs> however, it's perfect. A lot of people believe in that. There well, is, hell of a lot. Of there people. is some. So I've done a lot of research over mm. the last few days, and there is some, I guess, thoughts from people trying to to assess TA, the efficacy of TA, to say that TA itself, even though it's nonsense, actually affects the market. People act on on what they see in these charts, and it will therefore affect the market in a way that then becomes predictable because people are are trading based on the, a limited set of patterns which then fulfills itself to become a pattern the, the argument the counter argument being that um, it then becomes very easy to counter trade but in crypto there's so much money coming in to that to the market that is uninformed and not charting and not the high end traders that those people can still make money we do also know this from the research into the exchanges about volume, where they're the kind of the ones with the real volume did have large amounts of volume at 
round number prices. So at 20K, at 10K, at yeah. 5K or whatever. Most people, a lot of people put their buybacks at round numbers. But it rarely goes well for the retail guys, for the small investors who do mental things like, I'm just going to buy at 10K. We don't see a lot of those people getting rich because yeah. people who have a lot more money and smart are exploiting them. No, so but what? I'm, what I'm saying is that the money that the TA people are, are getting from those 10k 15k 20k levels aren't other ta people or other in or smarter investors but it's normally money i don't think they're getting any money though i don't think they're doing any better than just holding the market that's my point we know that we can't we can't prove it we know that in no other i don't think any of us would argue that in any other financial market on the planet yeah that there's we think there's likely to be above market returns for using ta yeah because we can't prove it in crypto we can logically talk about reasons it wouldn't work what would you call the type of analysis that the institutional, like informed market um, operator is doing versus the retail one? Like, so I assume you're saying like the retail TA trader is getting wrecked by the uh, informed institutional investor. I'm just wondering what would you describe what they're doing as technical analysis or something different? Uh, I would. Okay, so firstly, people often talk about algorithmic trading, like the algorithms are killing it. They're not looking for head and shoulder patterns. They're taking into account the, the quantitative analysis, taking into account a range of factors, much of which is data, but it's not the data on price. They're not looking at the price data. Another version of algorithmic trading is where they front run the trades. They get to the exchange before you're, you... They see what you're doing and they execute quicker than you. So these are two... We know for sure that both of those are used extremely widely. And some people try and say they're technical analysis, which I don't think is true. That's ridiculous, especially in the latter case. It's clearly I, arbitrage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But everyone says because it's algorithmic trading, like algorithms, that sounds technical, technical analysis, <laughs> morons. Like, not only do I think that tr short-term trading is generally going to be bad, yeah. but I think there are better ways than TA. For instance, I would likely hire a bunch of statisticians, statisticians, and have them analyze data around the market, how transaction, number of transactions relate to price, how X, Y, Z factors, the number of wallets that come up. All, all these other, I can't even, like, I don't Google even know what the data. Google about the price of Bitcoin. Okay, but they sure. could still do analysis on numbers and data. Da data science doesn't look for, uh, they look for the individual factors that make up the end result. They don't say, what's, uh, what is the result going to be based on what the result has been already? They look, they try and figure out the weighting of different variables and see how these weighted variables um, account for the end result. And that's what they'd be doing. I would be having a bunch of geniuses doing that. I wouldn't be looking for head and shoulder patterns. If I understand correctly, you're saying that previous price can never be a factor in the future price. No, so current, current price can. TA is about assessing the price history and deriving some kind of future trend based on the history. Yeah, you're saying that it is impossible for the historical price to be a factor in the future price. Yeah, I mean it's not me saying it. There's a well-established school of academic thought around weak. But the price of the bit of Bitcoin right now, yeah, is a ledger. The, the price that it's at right now yeah. is a ledger of all of the previous prices that it's ever been. The reason that it is at the price that it is at today is because of all of the prices that it went through before. No, it can't, no, no, it's no, not no. One, it's not $1 today because yesterday it was $10,000. Yeah, so there's a lot of noise. This is why people, data scientists, won't look at things like the price. 
they won't the price won't be the way they predict the price uh in the future yes because the price is an aggregate of a load and loads and loads of variables some of which is noise yeah so it's like a data scientist and this is a much simpler example but i'm just going to use it don't mean it's a like-for-like comparison but someone some people at the casino they look at whether red or black came up on roulette and they try and see whether black is going to come up some people say red's been up 10 times in a row it must be black now people just not far off that in ta other people say red's been up 10 times in a row it must be red again i'll play the red momentum whereas people that if they were actually trying to analyze it from a scientific viewpoint and data scientists were trying to analyze it they try and look at the factors that went in to seeing what mm. number it hit or whether it's red and black not saying they'd be able to do it but they'd be looking at the factors underlying it. They'd be looking, like with the dice game, yeah. they wouldn't be looking at what number came up each of the last 10 times. They'd be looking at why the number came up. But if you were to create a mathematical function yeah. about the price today, yeah. yesterday's price would be a variable in that function. Well, in the, if we assume that the price has is somewhere, like is some indication of how much it's worth, then you would find the price would be what you measured all the variables against. You'd say, yeah. in the same way as when you roll a dice, the number is the outcome of the act you've just done. But you can't measure what the outcome is going to be again by but, looking through all the dice rolls. But, but, you can say that because it, it when it's thrown this hard, when it's thrown with this kind of rotation at this length in this atmosphere, it's more likely to turn over this many times and lend an X number. But you wouldn't that, factor in. I wouldn't factor in that it went to. Si it was six in the last roll. Correct. Right. What about the first, like the first iteration of that? So instead of having yesterday's price, you'd have yesterday's percentage increase in price. Well, you'd have to. You would have to have price as part of your formula because that's what you need. Under all the underlying variables, add them up and weight them and see how they come to price, come to relate to the price. Now there is actually a huge problem with this. Because a lot of people go back and they overfit data, which actually is one of the worst things you can do. But they do use price to measure how well their formula uh, does in predicting price. They go back and they say, when all this happens, was it at 10K? If it wasn't, then the formula hasn't worked to predict the price so far. It's not necessarily true that that will be able to predict price, but that's much much more likely to be able to than just looking at price past uh past price history i do think that i do think that momentum there is some academic um weight that has been historically put behind momentum in traditional equity markets for instance not necessarily just price although that has been one that said the other one i think is um earnings beating earnings or whatever although i guess you could say that relates back like an earnings beat is a indication of future price rise although i guess you could argue that is there's a fundamental explanation for that one of the if you were to do quantitative analysis and you wanted to plug something into an algorithm your earnings would absolutely be a core uh, piece of it and looking at data like earnings is huge for fundamental analysis quantitative analysis it isn't anything to do with ta though I don't yeah, think, they only use data yeah. from the price. But I also don't think that you should... I don't think we should apply the TA logic that we've seen not working in those markets where they have things like earnings and that kind of stuff to crypto. I know what we should do to settle this, lads. All right. 
another competition. Yes, exactly that. Look at that. Don't pay. We get a thousand dollars crowdfunded, right? Two thousand actually. We give a thousand dollars to TA Twitter, and we give a thousand dollars to Numerology Twitter, and we see how oh, badly. Oh, that's huge! <laughs> a thousand. Yeah, we see how badly Numerology Twitter wreck TA Twitter. It's going to be fantastic. Hold tight, Numerology idea. Twitter. Snake. Are we going to deep dive Numerology next week? <laughs> Warren Buffett famously 10 years ago said he he wanted to bet $5 million or something against anyone on the planet using any strategy they wanted who could outperform, I think, the S&P 500. Yeah. He had two people took out of the, all these people who raised billions of dollars saying how they're going to crush the market. One of them had a heart attack. The other one, both of them failed. Both of <laughs> them lost. Buffett had two out of the half of these people who are billionaires. No one wanted it. So, yeah, we're going to do a very shitty version of that. Um, <laughs> or in fact, why don't we do it versus uh, crypto as a whole over the next year? I'd encourage people to look at the academic paper by Andrew Lowe. I would encourage them not to. Because he actually isn't doing charting at all. It's pure mathematics. And it's using historic prices, trying to eliminate noise to create uh, models of the market. And he has been able to prove a very, very small uh, gain. Across multiple markets, risk, adju- risk adjusted, I assume. Yes. Okay. But it's it's in, it's virtually intangible, but it is positive. Um, but it's also uh, significantly more advanced than the standard TA that we're used to looking at. So is this backtested data, or is this he he tried he got his strategy and then he tested it in real time? It's backtested. Okay. Yes, which which does not le- necessarily lend much credence to it, but that's, that's all he can do at the time of the paper published. Yeah. I feel like we could go on and talk about this five ever, but unfortunately we do have a limit on the time for the room, so we must wrap up. Before we wrap up, I have to declare the four coins for next week. Oh yes, you are doing that. Yes. And uh Ran? Ran one of them? <laughs> so I got a shout out on Twitter by someone to do Cardano, but I couldn't bring myself to do it unfortunately. Thank- nice one, Pimony, good job. So apologies for that. But um my four coins, based pretty much solely on my bags, <laughs> nice. um, are Stella, Grin, Eternity, and Bat. Interesting. Um, Which I, is your favourite, Piman? If you had to pick one to to do next week, do not muddy the waters. Of I think the, Stella <laughs> of the poll. Oh, given our chance of the uh, talk of the privacy coins earlier, I thought you'd. Oh, absolutely Grin. bloody hate to have a look at Bat. That would make me furious. <laughs> um, so I'll, um, I'm sure Beak will put a poll up for yeah. us and uh, hopefully we'll be chatting well we'll be chatting about something interesting I didn't put Nexo or Augur or Digibyte or Digibyte oh yeah Digibyte <laughs> Digibyte because I'm out <laughs> um, Augur because when GP rolls around he's going to be putting that as three of his four picks correct and <laughs> same for Nexo with Bublé <laughs> It's also an organ market and what my picks are. So. <laughs> Philly Boots. Fibo, what's your vote for, out of those four to talk about next week? Um, bat. Large. Huge. Mm. Huge brain on you, Fibo. We've been joined in the studio tonight by one Dr. P Money. Can I shed my shackles of having to fight for TA? Yes. <laughs> Thank yes, God. All right. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter um, shit talking about TA at Dr. P Money. Mr. Crypto Beak. Au revoir. You can catch me, hopefully not on Twitter, at Crypto underscore Beak. Mr. Geordie Prince. 
It's me, the Geordie Prince, and you can follow me on twitter.com at hrhgeordiep. That's at hrhgeordiep. Many thanks. Mr. Bitcoin Buble. Uh, I changed my Twitter handle this week, so you can find me on Twitter at fallingwedge underscore Buble. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crypto Fibo, do you have any social media handles you wish to shill? None that I want to share, no. Good man. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I've been your host, Crypto Ken. You can follow me on Twitter at Crypto Ken Can. We've been Crypto Weekly. You have been informed. You are most welcome. Good night. <laughs>